a gun with the Florida Gators. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was just checking to see if you were listening. From Destroyam, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement, energy. You know, I mean, they say all this stuff, and you know what they mean, but, you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there? I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are going to talk all about week five of the college football season. We are going to talk about a Gator game that was played on a Sunday for the second time in program history. Um, not not good reasons why it was played Sunday, but alas, it was played on Sunday. We have a bunch of top 25 matchups that happened last week, which we'll get to in five wide and two point. Um, we will be talking about the Gator game against Missouri coming up this Saturday. And we will also be previewing week six with five wide. But first, Tyler, we have to begin because silly season has decided it's not just going to be a one time thing. It's uh, every week we're going to it's it, I what's funny. I made the joke about they should fire yeah, one just have it every week because that way we would have like a nice, you know, House of the Dragon esque every week, have new conversations <laughs> to talk about. I think they took my complaint a little bit literal, um, literal literal we had two more coaches lose their jobs this weekend uh this past week i'm sorry carl durrell at colorado has been let go and probably most surprising of the cycle so far paul christ is out as wisconsin's head coach he spent seven seasons in madison as the head football coach and while if you told me that wisconsin started two and three and maybe wouldn't be as good as they were and then they let go of their coach after the season I could understand it, but not on October, not on like October 2nd, which is when this happened. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, several. I have several thoughts. One, genuinely shocked. Genuinely shocked. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it, at least initially. So two two competing mindsets have ever risen. And my first one, and this is the first thing I was thinking about, is still what I think, is that like – um the list of coaches who deserve to be fired more than Paul Christ at Wisconsin is long. Um, and like Paul Christ has been excellent at Wisconsin. Now Wisconsin has been the, what Wisconsin is like, and I don't think Paul Christ is ever going to really deliver them out of that. You know, it's that thing where like, whatever we, whatever we've always known Wisconsin to be, Paul Christ can get you to the best version of that. But, you know, Wisconsin's not going to win any national championships with Paul Chris. But I think it's that weird thing where I'm like, maybe they shouldn't try to. I don't know. We're not really in that era of football anymore. Um, it's a, it's a different just, time. But, 100%. like, his Big Ten record is off the charts. He perennially wins the Big Ten West. Um, and it's just like, I just never would have seen. I had no idea he was even on the hot seat because I'm like, two and three start, they can recover from that. Like, um, they could probably, they'll probably still win the West. With an interim head coach, they will, they will, they might still win the West. Like, there's definitely a shot to win the West with this with oh, yeah. an interim head coach for Even sure. When, Especially when you look at the Big Ten West. I think it's Nebraska, or I'm sorry, Northwestern, and I'm not I taking say Nebraska. Seriously. 
Uh, right, but but it's a situation where Man, the is entire Minnesota division is so Minnesota. Sorry, it was Minnesota. But Minnesota lost. One. But Minnesota lost to Purdue last Purdue. week, and so it's a question of you know we'll see what happens. That division is wide open. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I was I was taken aback in the immediateness. Yeah. But then again, there's always the idea, and I agree with you that Paul Chris was probably the best person to execute Wisconsin in the best way. Um, he is he was literally handpicked by Barry Alvarez and. There's still some, you know, there's rumors that Barry Alvarez kind of has a lot more influence on that program than other athletic directors since he was a former, the former coach and all that stuff. Um, but I, I am interested to see how much this new Big Ten media contract had to came into play and how much that was really um, a catalyst for this kind of yeah. move so early in the season. Well, and also maybe with Nebraska opening, okay, uh, so being that, in their division. Was- but that was my next point is that like um so i said i had competing I- ideas about this and the number one one was that like i'm shocked flabbergasted paul chris not anywhere on my radar as a coach that was even in danger of getting fired or even really deserved it because again i maybe it's not a great wisconsin year but i don't think paul chris has done anything to deserve being fired until you brought up something to me yeah nebraska's opening and lance leopold is coaching a certain undefeated team way down south that talk to has him. no Lock has to no him. right has no right to be undefeated in a general college football sense. I mean we like they have every right because Lance Leopold's a good coach. He ain't gonna stay there. Like I mean it, it would be a tragedy if he if he had stayed there with all respect to Kansas. Um but Nebraska's open. And Wisconsin's like if we don't make a move for Lance Leopold Nebraska's going to get him. And in my opinion, Wisconsin is a way better job than Nebraska right now. I completely agree. I um, completely agree with that sentiment. And you mentioned Lance Leopold. Is it like from Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I heard that on a podcast over the weekend. Like, hey, he's a uh, well, his his like original success came at Whitewater uh, at the Division Oof. three level where he won national titles. That's in Nebraska. That's in Wisconsin. He was born in Wisconsin. Um, I think he was a grad assistant at wisconsin like the university of wisconsin you know the one with the open head coaching position mm-hmm. uh, he was a ga there at yeah. one point there's a lot of ties to wisconsin well, um, once you put it like table. that if, if wisconsin is making this move now this is risky risky obviously wisconsin is making this move because they don't want to lose out on the next big coaching hire uh and they're like cool we could let our rival get this guy or we could we could get him because we're a better job and maybe have a chance to be a newer version of what we already are and maybe even better i get that now you gotta mm-hmm. stick the landing you gotta of stick course. the landing because if of you don't course, stick the landing absolutely. this is the stupidest move you could have ever made um in see my i don't i don't know about that i also and this is kind of a uh three thousand foot above kind of question but i'm curious to see if they want to change the way that they play because we, we've mentioned this the whole time. Oh, it's the Wisconsin way, right? They recruit O-linemen. They have incredible running backs. They pound the ball. They're very old-school smash-mouth football. But maybe they want to make an adjustment. Maybe they want to make a change. Maybe they want to uh, modernize the offense. And who knows? Maybe maybe they just thought, you know, Paul Chris, that after a two and three season, it was the perf- or start to the season. It was the perfect moment to move. I mean, they lost to some teams they really shouldn't have been losing to. Um, and so maybe that had to do with it. I don't know. I, I just think it's a bigger conversation about the state of college football coaching. And because these schools have essentially endless amounts of money, they can pull the trigger. I think his buyout was, his buyout was, uh, named at 20 million, but he, they negotiated it down to 11 million, which 
why would if you I'm, do that? I mean, okay, why would you do $11 million that? is still right. great. Exactly. Like, but you know, close to 50% of your buyout, I guess they negotiated away. I don't know what there was going was going on there, but if I was him, I would have gotten all you want to fire me? I'm taking 20 mil. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking all I'm 20. Taking every cent. I'm taking every, every cent. penny. Every penny. Um and then also let's just quickly mention the other opening. Uh Carl Durrell is out as Colorado. Should have never coach. been hired. Should have never Should've been never hired. Should have never been hired, but also Colorado's in like a weird spot where it's like they don't know what they want to be, they don't know what they are. Um, I don't think they've adapted well from the move since the move from the Big 12 to the Pac-12. It's like, what's your identity? Um, there's only so many breweries that you can advertise to to bring people to come play football. So, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is there. They join the other three candidates, uh, the other three openings, which are Nebraska, Arizona State, and Georgia Tech. So we now have five openings in college football. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Tyler, we got some non-five wide games to take a look at, to take a little crack at. Um, just kind of go through here. Uh, I was going to say Washington and UCLA, but we can talk about that one when we get to two point because yeah. some one of us took that game. Um, TCU beat Oklahoma 55-24, and it wasn't even close. Not even remotely close. Um, yeah. I, um, I hate to say this too, but they also beat the refs. You know how you know how I feel about the ref narrative thing, but man, was there a masterclass on how not to referee a football game in this game. It was yeah. bad. Um yeah. Uh I, I so disclaimer for me, I was working Saturday, so I did not uh get to watch all these games live. So I have a very like I watched a lot of the highlights, so I'm I'm coming at this week a little less prepared than usual. Um, I will say that my our first city on Redacted wanted uh, openly said that he wanted to put college football on the volume walls, but uh, that was not approved. Um, that um, I love, I love that person. I don't know who they yes. are, but I love that person. Um. Anyway, yeah, I mean, the funny thing about this to me is looking back is, is like, okay, obviously injury to Dylan Gabriel can't overstate it enough. Huge part mm-hmm. of the game. Additionally, this looked like old Oklahoma. Which I guess was only like it's only like six games ago, Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. um, where I was just like, cool. So just nobody's going to play defense. Yeah, Listen, and Oklahoma and- been a lot better at defense this season. And I, but it's you know you can't flip the script overnight. Um, exactly, exactly. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about Oklahoma when we get to five wide because spoiler, Red Rivers in in five wide. So we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Purdue beat Minnesota twenty to ten. It's just another example of the Big Ten West and how it's crazy and and it is what it is. Uh, Kansas State beat Tennessee Tech 37-28. Or 37-28. That was a pretty good game. Um, Louisville came into the game two touchdown favorites against Boston College and they lost 34-33. Not great over there. What's going on over there? What's going on in Louisville? I can never get a beat on it. I, I truly just think – I truly think that Scott Satters, Satterfield just – Never really got the true support of the boosters. Never got complete buy-in from the players, from the fans. It's kind of like one of those things where you know you're going to break up in six months and you're just kind of riding it out anyway. I feel like that's the situation we got going on here. And it didn't help that when South Carolina opened up a couple years ago, he was like openly talking about it openly. They've had some athletic um, director and president issues at the school. that's That's an example of, it's trickling from the top down um, 
only way I'll support trickle down economics is is when we talk about toxicity in in college football. Um, that's and that's what I think about uh, what's going on at Louisville. So that's I would expect one. this job to open up, maybe not during the season, but at the end of the season. So yeah. I would expect that to happen. Um, James Madison is like four and 40 to 13 over Texas State. Now, this game is obviously a given. Just want to shout out that they are in a transition year. They cannot win the Sun Belt this season because they are coming from FCS to FBS. But wow, to be 4-0 with a full FBS schedule, kudos to you guys. Kudos to you. We're going to talk about them a lot in the coming years. I have a feeling. Um, Utah 42, Oregon State 16. Just a moment of silence for our Beavers. All right. Thank you very much. We are still a Beavers podcast. Just want to inform people. Absolutely. Utah is just a Absolutely. really good football team. Um, that's going to be in five wide. That's going to be in five wide. That's going to be in five wide. Uh, well, you know, the number one Georgia Bulldogs, um, squeaked it out in the last second against Missouri Tigers. Oh yes, they did. I would even argue the Missouri Tigers played really good football for three and a half quarters. And then Georgia was just too good at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, that makes me, and we will talk about that when we get to the Missouri game. It makes me both nervous for the Missouri game and excited for the Georgia game at the same time. There's a blueprint there. There's a blueprint. Um, LSU beat Auburn 21 to 17. Um, this game was insane. I watched the whole thing start to finish. Yeah. Um, Auburn had a chance to kind of, you know, they were driving, they were doing well. And they ran like one of those like gimmick plays where it was like a pitch to the wide receiver. Wide receiver was going to throw down field. Got wide receiver was getting rushed, and you can tell, you can see he clearly tries to throw it away. He like throws it up, but instead of throwing it out of bounds, <laughs> instead of throwing it out of bounds, he just chucks it up in the air. And the LSU linebacker just looks at it, jumps up, catches it, and then takes off. And it was like the third turnover in the second half. Auburn was up seventeen to nothing in the second quarter and lost this game twenty one seventeen. Um, I'm shocked that we're not talking about Brian Harson right now, <laughs> not being the coach. Oh, that, I was oh thinking, we'll get there. Oh, we'll oh, get eventually there. we will. Eventually yeah, they we haven't will, but... played Arkansas. No, the, that they haven't played Arkansas. They haven't played Georgia. They played Georgia this week. <laughs> Just want to point that out. So, I mean, like we're, we're going to be having there. this conversation we're, next week. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Oh, <laughs> we go get there. Um, and then that's about it in terms of like big games. Um, non-five wide big important things to happen we can move forward to the gator game florida 52 eastern washington 17 this game was played on sunday due to uh, hurricane ian coming through the state of florida as a precaution um want to give our love and support and all of our good vibes and shout outs and stuff to the west coast of florida it's pretty rough out there yeah it's uh it's look yeah it's it's rough so um wishing them nothing but the best um you know, we're sending some stuff over here from from our house on Wednesday. I think it's going with the we're through through the church and stuff like we're donating a bunch of stuff just to, you know, help them out. So if you can, please do what you can do your part, um, especially for Tyler and I as Floridians. You know, we it's a very special place in our hearts. And uh, yeah, we hope them nothing but the best. But regardless, not regardless, but with all that being said. The Gators did play a football game on Sunday, 52-17. Um, I really don't have many thoughts on this game. Yeah. Uh, I saw the whole game start to finish because I had to cover it for GatorsWire.com. And, yeah, man, it was it was just good to see us take care of business. Florida took care of business. Uh, Anthony Richardson, the last two weeks, looks like he's got his confidence back. And that's mm-hmm. all you could – that's the biggest thing we could have asked for. Uh, you know, 
defense is not you know crazy great i'll i will say you know i i will say in this game they started off a bit rough they let a field goal on the first possession and then they kind of shut it down for the rest of the game the two touchdowns at the end of in the fourth quarter on the last two drives to make it 17 points for eastern washington those came with almost if it's if it wasn't all freshmen it was all third stringers and below that were yeah. out there getting well, playing time. I saw a stat something like 80 something players got at least one snap in this game, which is a large percent with a, a, a wide net being cast out there. So I like that we were able to get experience to younger guys and stuff like that. Yeah, I like I like seeing yeah, I liked I like just being able to go into a game and be like, we're just gonna let loose and it's gonna work out. And also like I saw somebody get upset that like Florida had not really like forced any punts in the game, and I was like, Yeah, but didn't they like stop? like get two fourth down stops or like two or three fourth yes. down stops. And that's why yes. they didn't force any punts because the opponent yes. stopped them on fourth down. It's a weird, it's weird. And like, they didn't force any punts. And I'm like, okay, but like the actual game, like right. flow, like, yeah. um, like if you're, if you're watching, you're, you're comfortable. You're yeah. fine with this. You well, know I mean, and that's the thing is that like, sometimes I have to realize like teams are going to get first downs. Like that's mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Yeah. And you know, a it's part of football. To, 52 to 17 with those two touchdowns coming late in the fourth quarter when you've already blown them out and like our offense looked dynamite. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is a transition year and I have to keep reminding myself and other people I know that like, yeah, we had a crazy win to start it off. Turns out our opening schedule was really tough. Um, Mm -hmm. And even with all that, it's like, this is still a transition year for Florida. Yep. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried. Um, I mean, when the, when the game starts with a 75 yard touchdown pass on play one, I think we're in good shape, you know, also like the guys just needed this, you know, there's nothing wrong yeah. with getting a blowout. They needed for the confidence. They needed to go. Cause now we go into sec play serious sec play and things are going to get tough. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you with everything you said. Um, all right, let's move forward. Let's talk about five wide Kentucky 19 Ole Miss 22. Tyler and I both get the points on that one. We both picked Ole Miss. Um, Kentucky missed a field goal, missed, got an extra point blocked, and their final three drives ended were uh, ended up inside of the Ole Miss thirty-five, and they ended in turnover on downs, fumble, and fumble. I have two takeaways from this game. Mm-hmm. One, speak on what you kind of talked about. Will Levis is going to miss Trubisky in NFL franchise. Oh right? yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah will levis is a fine college for- quarterback or like genuinely he's very a good, good college great quarterback. for kentucky and i'm like people are like will levis can be an nfl quarterback i'm like slow the heck down um but additionally Ole miss is like sneaky good like which is such a weird thing to say because they were so flashy the last like two years um mm-hmm. and now they're like undefeated and we're like nobody's talking about them yeah and yeah I mean, it, again it, they they won they won this game against a really good Kentucky team by only three points. Um, I kind of was a thing where like they came out they got out big early and then they kind of didn't they didn't put anything together too much at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes good teams do that to you. So they're see, undefeated. I didn't, I didn't even see it as them getting up early and then not putting it together at the end. I saw it as the offense was firing on all cylinders at the beginning, and the defense really stepped up at the end of the game. Yeah, and we talk about you know. We, we talk about the Lane Kiffin offense and being flashy and just kind of going and going and going. 
Um, and we forget that in order for this to work completely, you need a really good and strong disciplined defense. They, they, that defense reminded me of the Dolphins defense in a way yesterday because the Dolphins have really embraced a bend don't break mantra amongst the defense this season uh-huh. where they allow teams will drive on them and everything, but they won't let them score a touchdown no matter where they are on the field. And if you can keep forcing teams to get three points instead of seven points or eight points, it's a good thing. It's going to work out for you in the long run, especially if your offense is scoring at that great rate. So that's kind of how I see successful football being played nowadays. You see the Rams um, with their Super Bowl last year. You see the 49ers and that philosophy, that McVay, Shanahan, McDaniel type um, offensive mental um, philosophy needs to have that kind of defense that bends and doesn't break. And Ole Miss is really showing that this season. And and it, they showed that in this game, so that's exactly what I thought, you know. So yeah, absolutely. glad we were right on this one about the whole Ole Miss mm-hmm. is better than people are giving them credit. So hell yeah. Next up, we got Oklahoma State thirty six, Baylor twenty five. We both picked the Bears. Neither of us gets the points here. Wow, Oklahoma. I I watched I watched the second half of this game, and Oklahoma State was up big at halftime. Baylor came out swinging in the second half, and they kind of made it a game. I think they were within like eight or nine points. And then Oklahoma State just kind of, you know, took care of business a little bit. They look good, man. They they yeah, look like they a did. disciplined, well-run team. Um, we're going to talk about well, they're in a in in one of our five wide games this week. But I, I really see the Big Twelve running through Stillwater. No disrespect to you know our Jayhawks, but I, I really see it running hey, through look, Stillwater. Jayhawks, you do well, but you got to you still you haven't won anything yet. Like we can't say except the big for goes except for all you. their games, Tyler. They haven't won yes. anything except for all of their football yeah, games. Yeah, but you, ha- you can- I'm not going to say that the railroad <laughs> runs through them. You know exactly. Yes, it still runs through Stillwater, oh. and I, or it runs through Stillwater. I want to say still runs like it has before. No, this season it is <laughs> running through Stillwater. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no. Um, uh, it's run through this more state. Ac- the state. More accurately, the Big Twelve does not run through Oklahoma this year. Correct. It does not run through Norman is what we should say. Yes. 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 So good. Good for them. They were just really disciplined. I don't really have any notes on this game. Um, I like that Baylor quarterback that's been playing. I whose name is escaping me. He'd he be looking good. I don't need I don't know. Baylor, I'm Googling it right now because, you know, as as we are. Um, Blake Schappen. Visual medium. Blake, 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 uh, Blake Schappen. I'm, I'm liking this. I'm, I'm liking like this it. guy. He showed a lot of poise he's gonna be he i would not be surprised if we hear his name on sundays let me just say that he's, oh. he's he looks in terms of like prospect yeah okay. i'm like oh i'm like wow okay it like stands out it, it passes that like oh wow i test you know interesting so that's how i feel any notes on this game or you want to move on no let's move on all right Alabama 49, Arkansas 26. We both get the points on this one begrudgingly because we wanted Arkansas. Um, I will say, Tyler, yeah, this but... was three games in one. Yeah. The, it was. It really was three games in one. The first one the, the flow was, of this game is wild. Like <laughs> it was insane. It was Alabama doing Alabama things. They were up big. Um, I think they were up like 24 to nothing at one or 28 to nothing at one point. Um and then Bryce Young suffers a sold shoulder injury towards the end of the first half, does not return for the game. But apparently when you're Alabama, your backup quarterback, you know, is basically just another Anthony Richardson because the man can run. The man has a good arm. He's built like <laughs> he's a true freshman from Texas. It's that unfair. is just this really is good. It's, so, <laughs> it's insane. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to miss Bryce. Oh, no, they're not. 
Nope, they will not nope, miss it's Bryce fine. Young. It's fine. But um, I will say, the second act of this game was the part where Arkansas turned it on, right? They scored right at the end of the second, right at the end of the first half, going into halftime. They get a great stop on the uh, in the first possession of the second half that Bama has. And then they go ahead and they score two more. They, they end up getting the game down 28 to 23. They miss a two-point conversion, try to make it a two-score game, which, love that, Sam Pittman. Playing to win the game, not playing to not lose. So, love that idea. And then the third act of this game was, oh, Jameer Gibbs is like really good. We'll just give him the ball and right? he'll run for two 78-yard touchdown runs on two plays. That's what we'll do. That'll so be Jeff a good Collins idea. Jeff Collins wasn't an idiot. No, um, <laughs> no, no, no. No, we talked about that last week. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Collins is, wasn't recruit. an idiot. Like, yeah, he can recruit. He just couldn't but it, It's one of those things where like, players. man, man. It's real. It's just so tough to keep these players. This is like that guy's yeah. a transfer. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it was. It's. I think he has another year of eligibility. Just, I, I think he's going to stay uh, one more year. I think. It, I don't know, man. Anyway, Bama's really good, and credit to Arkansas for making this Arkansas interesting in the second half. I thought yeah. we were going to cover. I really thought we were going to cover the plus seventeen, but alas, it did not work out. Uh, I, yeah, it's just it, it's funny when I watch the highlights for this, like to, to like watch it back. Um, mm-hmm. It went like three straight minutes without a single Arkansas play. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like four straight minutes of just Arkansas plays. Mm. And then it was and just the, like – And then the two Jameer Gibbs runs. Two explosive Jameer Gibbs runs. And <laughs> I was like, game. cool. <laughs> it's not really a back and forth. It's just like flip, no. flipping out a light it switch. It was three games in one. It, was, it yeah. was three blowouts in one that resulted in Alabama winning. That's what happened. That's what happened. Nice. Uh, next up, Wake Forest 31, FSU 21. We both get the points on that one. Um – Okay, how do I how do I put this? Tyler's laughing on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, because podcasting is a visual medium. Um, how do I say this? Florida State is a good football team. Yes, they lost. They just lost to a better football team. Uh, agree. I don't think this has anything. I don't think this is. I think Florida I, State I, is I properly laugh, ranked. I 100 agree with you. I mean, yeah, I, I think FSU yeah. is properly ranked as one of the 25 best teams in the country. Um, I just think Wake Forest is better, and I never thought I'd say this, yeah. but Wake FSU doesn't have the players to keep up with Wake Forest, which is a wild statement. Ever, Whoa! But Whoa! Happy to say it, to be honest. Well, put that in quotes. Happy um, to say it, to be honest. I mean, one of these two teams Florida has an State, NFL quarterback. The Florida State Seminoles do not have the players to match up with the Wake Forest. What is Wake Forest's about? Demon Deacons. Demon um, Deacons. Wow, that's embarrassing for FSU. The fact that you forgot the Demon Deacons. That's that shows yeah. where they are. Anyway. That's true but, though. Sam one of them has an NFL quarterback. But here he, one of them has an NFL quarterback, Sam Hartman for Wake Forest. But I will say this. We are making fun of Florida State all we want right now. But this is a massive improvement. They are on track to be this back is a to way what they better should team be. than than they've had in years. This like, is this is this is the it's like patience. what we talked about paying off this here is, this is what we talked about billy napier's going through the year one this is what mike norvell's like second year right um it's his, it's his third year. season but his first year was the covid one yeah, we, that right? his yeah, first year was really COVID. he gets so, like, them all this is his that. third season and like actual progress is being shown a proof mm-hmm. of concept the offensive line is an fbs quality an acc quality line like which is a lot to going get on to there. that point yeah wow um, my, my hat's off to Mike Norvell. We're not being facetious here. Like we're being no, 100% I really, I serious. Mean it. I do mean it. Yeah. Yeah. So they just had better players. Um, this was a fun game to watch too. These were, these were the two 3.30. Um, this along with the Bama-Arkansas game were the ones that we were watching with my friends. These were the two. So 
Um, all right, moving forward, NC State 20, Clemson 30. I get the points on this one because Tyler picked NC State. This was a fun game like to idiot. watch. This was a fun game to watch, even though it wasn't like close the entire time. It always really. felt it always felt like NC State could strike whenever they wanted, and they just didn't. Yeah. I have to give some credit though to DJ Uyunglele. Like the last two games, he's really I'm improved. You. He, he, I like, said it last week. He's read the tweets. He did. I, t- I told you last week, man, I, I, I'm coming around in terms of him just being good enough to win them a conference championship. I don't know about the playoffs, but definitely in these types of situations. He had one throw. He had one throw where the play broke down and there was a wheel route going out. And he kind of did the Mahomes thing where he was running on the run, saw him, threw while he was on the run across his body, and it just landed perfectly in the wheel route. Uh, the Will Shipley play it was almost it was called the mm-hmm. touchdown, but then it was called back because he was down at the one. But it was it was it was a beautiful play where I, I went. Saw okay, that, I saw that throw. It was amazing. That is a quarterback that can win That's you a, the ACC. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. he heard you say that he might get Kelly Bryanted, and uh, he said, uh, "Not on my watch." Um, he did. Sideline judgment, making making moves, making Our impact power on the college football. is legendary. <laughs> it is. It is. We are the ring of power. Oh, see what I did there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um but alas i get the point there because tyler picked nc state um so there's that tyler you want to tell me how your two point went this week uh he's very low scoring game but uh let's talk <laughs> about how rock chalk jayhawk baby kansas yeah, jayhawks beat and I, I regret to sacrifice them but the iowa state cyclones yeah um, it, it was i i felt I like you were to sacrifice them but you know what i saw the changing tides and you did you did um you had to make you had to make the right decision for the realm you had to make the right decision make the the right decision you know and uh kansas jayhawks i mean it's four they went 14 to 11 so i'm not gonna say this was a pretty game but you know kansas you take this win you take every win if you're kansas iowa Um, state you you are beating conference rivals like yeah iowa state's um field goal attempt to to send the game to overtime hit the upright so it was a really yeah. dramatic like moment at the end of the game. I picture you, Tyler. Did you watch House of the Dragon last week? Yes. Okay, if you have not watched House of the Dragon this week, fast forward like 30 seconds. But I picture you, Tyler, being um being Rhaenyra and you know, just letting letting Lay uh what's what's her husband's name? Lenor. Laris. L- Lenor. Just like sneaking out Lenor, faking the death of Iowa State. So that they yeah. could go on and live a beautiful life in in you know, Essos. No, I, I I love you. I'm gonna do what's best for you here. I'm gonna do what's best for you. Yeah, you, you, you really want. Thing go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, that's it. You can now listen to us without House of Dragon spoilers. Which, by the way, that was the best episode of the series so Agreed. far. And that and in the Game of Thrones universe, it's it's up there. Although I, I to this day don't know what Miguel Sampachik has against lighting a scene properly. In, at yeah, what's up um, with that with that Miguel Sampachnik? Um, what's up with that? What's, what's up? up with I that? had to turn. Uh, I had to turn off my light, and I had a candle going. I had to turn the candle off. I had to blow the candle, the candle out candle because off. I was like, it's <laughs> like looking. Yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't. I couldn't see a, a damn thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. Whatever. Anyway, all right. Moving forward, my five wide. I did not get my five wide. I ended up picking. Washington to beat UCLA on Friday night. It was supposed to be you know, um, UCF I, I, to beat SMU, but that game got moved from Sunday to Wednesday, which should be today when you're listening to this. Tyler and I record on Tuesdays. 
Um, and so that game will be tonight on ESPN two, I believe, but because it was going to be after we record and all that stuff, I just moved it. And I decided we're going to go with Washington over UCLA credit to UCLA in the napkin last week. I did an entire section. I dedicated an entire section of it where I said, basically the PAC 12 is actually better than what we give it credit for. And this kind of proved my point, despite me losing the pick, I thought this was going to be a close game and UCLA was going to kind of be celebrated in defeat, but they just outright beat Washington, who I think is a really good football team. Um, really the PAC 12 is really nice in that middle. There's, there's no one team that can like break into playoff caliber, um, caliber. Cause I think USC is a bit overhyped right now, but the, the meat the, and potatoes of that conference are really, really, really good. Really mm-hmm. fun to watch right now. I so. mean, I hate to be this way, but I mean, Chip Kelly with some time has started to turn things around. Also, it helps Jordan Thompson Robinson is still there. Um, and, and he's developed really well. Yeah, uh, he, so like, I don't know really how, well. I don't know if, if that's going to affect things when Dorian Thompson that's Robinson true. eventually leaves. Like, I was going to be able to I, keep I it do want to say but... Chip Kelly and Dan Mullen were hired in the same season. One of them is on ESPN, <laughs> one of them is undefeated in the Pac 12. <laughs> So playing against that tens Tyler, of fans. <laughs> well, hopefully maybe you, you guys in Big Ten country out there can show up now Stop. that they're undefeated. Stop. It's going to make that UCLA USC game a lot of fun. I will say that that will be I a agree lot with of that. fun. I'm excited for that game. I'm and that's what the, that's what that the West game. Coast football you know, football needs. You know, a little behind the scenes action. I was this close to tweeting out that um, I was upset at your pick because I was just like Washington's going to like dog beat them like it's mm-hmm. gonna beat them to the curb i was just like this is so stupid it's such a like um and i was just like you know what no no ucla is technically you thought undefeated. it was a cop-out admit it you I, thought i, I was did cop-out. no i i 100 did because i was just like how dare you select my washington huskies <laughs> um and how dare uh, you pick a blowout <laughs> how dare you pick a blowout and i was like all right well you know i i helped myself back because i one i got distracted and two um <laughs> Uh, I was just like, you know, yes, UCLA is undefeated and they have a habit of like winning weird games and, you know, Washington, whatever, you know, I'm just, just really, like, I'm really proud of myself, Tyler, because even though I lost out on the two points, I was vindicated in my, the PAC 12 is actually pretty good take. Yeah. So I, I prefer I'm, I'm that. Of, I prefer this. I prefer that you be vindicated too. in that. <laughs> you can, <laughs> well, you, you don't want me to catch up points. to you. You can spare two points. <laughs> Um, <laughs> listen, I did keep the, I did keep the distance at a manageable level. I went from being down three to being only down four. The score yeah, is now 20 to 16. Tyler is up. Um, we got week you, six now coming up. A touchdown. Now you gotta get a touchdown. And I gotta go for two because what good you does ne- it do? You need one of the famous, uh, you need one of my, the famous, uh, Tyler weeks where you get all eight of your points. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, the, okay. I think the caveat of those famous Tyler weeks, I think that's happened like three or four times in the history of sideline judgment. And it's not only that you get like eight points. It's that I get like one, like yeah. it's well, like the, a 15 be- point swing. The best one was that like, um, you put, it was at one time. I just remember laughing so hard. Cause like you, it was, a. Uh, you had picked UCF as one of your two points and that was the last game of the night and you'd already done so bad. And then they got upset by like Tulsa and like, I was just laughing. Um, can we, can we go on now, please? Yes, please. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, like I said, our five wide to date, Tyler 20, Sergio 16, Tyler, let's talk about the Missouri game. Kickoff okay. is at noon Eastern. It's on ESPNU ESPNU. So 
figure out if you can watch it. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you? What are your opinions on this game? I am now because of the okay because of the game that Missouri just played against Georgia. I am now more concerned because I they are more capable in a, in a sense, or I think more talented might be the the case um, than I sometimes give them credit for. Um, the game is at home, if I remember correctly, right? The game is at the swamp. Yes, it's it's That's actually homecoming. Going. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. The game is at uh, the Swamp, and that's going to be very helpful for Florida. Um, I I would like I, – I want to see – like the big, the big question in this game to me, honestly, because I'm not super scared of Missouri's offense, but, you know, Missouri's defense played well. I'm like, Gator offense, can you keep this momentum going you've had the last two weeks where Anthony Richardson said, like, you know what? Yes, I am him, and then just started, you know – I mean, he still makes stupid plays from time to time, but he just started, like, throwing 75-yard touchdowns. Um, and whatnot. And however, I have a question for you, Sergio. Yes. We have not had to do this much recently, but I have a question. We always talk about the Alabama effect of like, not Alabama doesn't just, if you get in a close game with Alabama, but you lose, they don't just beat you that week. They beat you. Which, the which week. was proved yet again this season when Texas lose, lost to Texas Tech after losing to Alabama. Yeah. Something like that. Um, do, is it time that we – because I think we should, although this hasn't happened as much. Does Georgia get the same courtesy? Hmm, that is, a, that is an excellent question. I, wow. It's not, it's, it's, not a matter, it's not a matter of they're a good, like, high-quality team in that upper echelon. I'm like, no, because they're built, like, just like Alabama at the same level of physicality. Honestly, even mm-hmm. on paper, sometimes more, more talented. Um, yeah, recruiting. No, they're they're definitely in. There's three teams that are different than everyone else. It's Alabama, it's Georgia, and Ohio State. Yeah, we've we've established that they're definitely in that category. So it's like, does Georgia get that courtesy? Because like we've seen it happen with Alabama for years. We know it's a thing. Georgia's like a younger program in regards to their Alabama ness um, at their Alabama yeah. level, and we haven't seen this as much. Because not that many teams in the last couple of years have really challenged them, because um, mm-hmm. they play in the East more than the West. Does is this gonna? I hope that it is because that's going to help. You know, it's just like you almost right. win at a night at a night game at home. You almost beat the number one team in the country, only to lose at the last second. And then you have to uh, go on the road to Janoon at the swamp. Does that do you get affected by that at all? I it's something I'm interested to watch. I I, I love that th- I love that theory. I really do love that theory. I'm not so ready to co-sign it yet, and that's simply because I'm gonna I'm going to compare this to Clemson. Hear me out. Remember when Clemsoning was a thing? Remember when yep. Clemson would inexplicably lo- inexplicably lose games at the end of them, and we were uh, like, yes. "Wow, I can't believe they choked that away." Yes. And then all of a sudden, they just didn't do that anymore. But we were still kind of hesitant to say, "Oh, Clemsoning is dead." You know, we were still kind of mm-hmm. holding out hope that, "Oh, maybe this fun college football thing that we all." can joke about on Twitter can still live. And then it just didn't happen. And we haven't talked about it in years. Mm-hmm. I feel similarly about giving Georgia, the Alabama, they'll beat you twice treatment simply because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I need to, I need to be able to see it in a way um, that really convinces me, you know, see it multiple times because this is really the first time that Georgia has had that kind of, Okay, we're clearly the better team. We're but we're struggling for some reason, and we're gonna pull this game out of our behinds, whether by nook or by crook. 
uh, hook and break mm-hmm. hook, and and it happened. So this is really the first time we've seen that situation. We've seen Bama in those situations in the past, and that's kind of why they're so scary because even when you think you got them, you don't got them. And this mm-hmm. is the first time we've seen Georgia in that position. I will because also make Georgia the argument. Always, Georgia always either wins by a lot or just loses. Or just loses, right. They've never yeah, – this, this is the first is a, time we've seen thing. them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, but I will also say, remember last – remember two weeks ago when Missouri lost to Auburn? They would have won on a game-winning field goal that went wide right, and then they would have won in overtime, but they fumbled the ball out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I can't kind of I can't use this to give credit to Georgia in terms of the giving them the Alabama they'll beat you twice treatment because it wasn't just an isolated thing with Missouri. We saw that the week before with an against an Auburn team um, where they kind of they really choked that game away twice. So th- is it like you said? Is it the Georgia going to beat you twice? Is. Maybe or maybe just, that's who Missouri is this season. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what we're dealing with. They just, well, it's and the Bobby can't pull it out. like yeah, it's the Bobby mm-hmm. Bowden like uh, lose big, lose small, win small, win big. Um, exactly. Maybe they're just maybe this is just a lose small team. Yeah, maybe um, you don't know. But I love your theory, and I'm excited to check it, it out because, like you said, it would like, benefit us. It's not even really a theory. This is more of a question because it's like that would benefit us if it's true, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it is. And this this is the game you're going to find out if it's true. And again, it might not even really be that. Um, right. I don't know. Hundred percent. I think I think Florida is definitely capable of beating Missouri, but I mean, like, okay, it's become very clear that Kentucky and Tennessee are way better teams than Florida. Like, um, constructed better. Again, further along in their their coaches' development. Um, Utah, we you know beat that team, and I'm not going to say it was lucky because it wasn't. Um, but I mean, I I just I don't know what to think about this because I think Florida is better than Missouri, mm-hmm. but this is a very losable game. I think Florida is more talented than Missouri. I For don't know sure. if Florida is. Well, no, I do think Florida is better than Missouri yeah, as well, I think, but I, I think, think Florida is better than Missouri. Like, but, but I, that doesn't I mean anything. What, um, right. And that's what I was getting at that. I, I think this is because of where we are in our development, because of where we are in this situation. I think it's important for us to really keep perspective. It's important for us to really kind of take care of business. And it's important for us to be level-headed. In my predictions, which will come out, it'll probably be out today, Listen, listener, on GatorsWire.com. We have staff predictions that go up on Wednesdays. Um, I wrote today, Tyler, that I thought this game is going to be very close. This game really gives so me – this reminds me, Tyler, of when the Gators took on Mississippi State in Starkville in Mullen's first season. We won that game 13 to six. It was ugly. It was a tough football game. There was a lot going into it emotion wise. I have a lot of similar feelings about that game. I picked the Gators to win 17 to 10. I think this is a low scoring affair. The Missouri defense has shown that they are the toughest out in the entire conference. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm saying they're the toughest out, especially with the way that they played Georgia last week. And I'm, I'm, there are some question marks in terms of um, what this team is like. I don't think their offense is very good. And because of that, I think that we're going to get kind of a low scoring game. This is yeah. going to be a it's going to be a frustrating game for us. Not in the sense that I'm not happy with what I see, but that Missouri is going to make it very difficult for us. Um, mm-hmm. And and I see us winning close. But again, it's college football, man. It's a uh, new game. The the factor here is that. Anthony Richardson 
okay, let's look at Anthony Richardson has destroyed the Tennessee defense, which is not good, has um, killed Eastern Washington, which is a much lower level team, struggled against USF. I don't really know much about their defense, but I can't tell, tell you that it's very good. Struggled that against USF Kentucky, game which, is going to be an anomaly for decades. Yeah, We're going to be so thinking too. about that, how weird that game is. Struggled against Kentucky, which is a very good defense, probably one of the best we've played, if not the best, um, and played very well against Utah, a great defense. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, again, I'm not the Missouri offense. I don't know what to feel about this because I, I do have serious uh, questions about Florida going into LSU just because even though I don't think LSU is very good, they keep winning close games. Um, whereas like Missouri is the opposite of that. I don't think Missouri is very good, but they keep getting into close games and losing them. And I'm like, is the pendulum going to swing the other direction? Um, mm-hmm. Missouri's offense does not scare me. Missouri's defense is good. And that's basically the blueprint for Kentucky and they beat us by 10 points. Um, yeah. And so I don't know what to think. I think Florida can win this game and I, I would pick them to win it, but I, you know, I think it's going to be close. I don't think Florida's going to blow this team out of the water. I, I agree. I agree. And we'll have to find out on Saturday noon kickoff on mm-hmm. ESPNU. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we, yes, we come up we with that will. victory. We'll see. Yeah. Five wide for this week, Tyler. It is a big 12 centric five wide. Yes, it um, is. Let's start off with the site of college game day. The number 17 ranked TCU Horn Frogs against the number 19 Kansas Jayhawks. It is a noon kickoff on FS1. College game day will be on site for the first time ever in Lawrence, Kansas. There we go. This, this, go. this is everything we, we live for here, Tyler. This is everything we want, just, Tyler. Just when I think game day has gone to soulless and corporate, they, they remind us that there's still some college football fans at heart on that. Oh, yeah. That staff. Just um, when I think I'm out, they pull, they me, pull right me back, back in. in. Yeah. Uh, who, go, who goes first this week? Um, you go first like, because I get I the two-point first. Point first. Yes. Um, I do know. we need do we need to do, come on. Do, must we must we do explanation no, no, I, don't, please. I don't think so look i am please. riding this kansas bandwagon not until the wheels fall off but until the body of the bandwagon disintegrates into the earth all right i am till time has reclaimed her um absolutely yes okay uh tcu is also i want to clarify tcu very good i think tcu is very good also undefeated also undefeated but there's no question. Rock these are these out. are the two these are the top two teams in the Big Twelve. I'm not I exaggerating. Believe, I cannot do this. <laughs> these are the top. Tyler, did you, I'll mention it when we get to that game. Never mind. Continue. Okay, uh, uh, we're both going Kansas. I don't need. I don't need to say more. Next, moving okay. on. Beautiful. Um, Love to see it. The number eight ranked Tennessee Volunteers are heading to Death Valley to take on the number twenty five ranked LSU Tigers. It's a noon kickoff on ESPN. Um, this is interesting. This is very, very interesting. Because I still don't believe in Tennessee, even though they're number eight. (laughs) Um, I agree with you. I still don't believe in Tennessee, but I'll make my pick right here. I I believe in Tennessee more than I believe in LSU right now. That's fair. That's fair. Right now, I will be picking Tennessee. This in no way is indicative of um. This is in no way indicative of what I think Tennessee is ceiling-wise. I just think they're better than LSU. Uh, the real Tennessee test is going to be next weekend. 
That they is play the Alabama re- next weekend, right? That is the real Tennessee test next weekend. They play Alabama. Is that at home? Alabama I don't know. versus ten. Well, I, because I, I want to see. Might, I think it, it might is. be Brian Denny. Will game day go back to, to Tennessee to Knoxville? They can't do that. They can't go back to the same place in, in one year. They can if Tennessee has a legitimate chance to beat Alabama. I thought that was the rule that they can't go to the same. They can't have the same team twice. The rules are meant to be broken, Tyler. That's very fair. <laughs> That's very fair. Uh, no, but um, I, I legitimately, I, I, I do wonder though. Given, given we just mentioned the Alabama game, I do wonder if Tennessee will be get get caught looking ahead. I do, I do wonder if yeah, that will think happen. about it. Yeah, you have to think about it. Um, for me. Uh, I, I just said it. I, I don't believe in Tennessee. So I'm, I'm, I mean, they deserve their number eight ranking. It's that tough thing where like they've, they've played their schedule. They're undefeated, but it's mm-hmm. just like, Oh, they have this crazy flashy offense. And I'm like, yeah, cause their defense is trash. Um, and I don't think LSU is very good, but LSU keeps winning games. I don't think they should win. So um, I'm going to go with LSU. I think LSU is a good football team. Yeah. Yeah. I think LSU is a good football team. I just think I like Tennessee a bit more, especially schematically. I think, I mm-hmm. think, it's going to work out in a better way. So we'll take, we'll split, we'll split on those. Tyler, next up, we have Red River. We have Texas and Oklahoma. It's a noon kickoff on Fox. I want to point out um, this game is here. This game, man. Quarterback injury woes. Quarterback woes, but also I this game, every single game in the Big 12 this week has at least one ranked team, with the exception of the Red, of Red River. <laughs> this game is a principal game. This game is a, we want. <laughs> That's just, so ridiculous. Isn't it crazy? Oh. This season, man, is insane. I love it. Um, but yeah, like you said, quarterback troubles, quarterback questions, I should say. DG, we don't know if he's going to play. I hope he doesn't. That was a rough hit to sake. the head he took. Like, and for all the stuff that we saw with Tua over the past couple of weeks, let's be a little. Let's be careful with our players. Let's be careful yeah. with our guys out there. Um, on the other hand, Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is can make his return this week i don't know if he will i think he will i just don't know for sure there's been no announcement as of right now recording tuesday so for me it is still a question mark um man my brother's gonna hate me on this i think i go first uh, here you do go first i know you, my yeah, brother's gonna hate me on this you, you don't have to you don't have, i got this i got this <laughs> um, okay i am about to make this so okay quinn Ewers might return mm-hmm. dylan gabriel i think i would bet money that he doesn't play i agree um, i would bet he doesn't uh and it's not even a matter of like he could we want to keep him safe it's like i don't even think dylan gabriel is going to be ready to play like um and so here here we have the question if let's take the situation the likely situation that quinn ewers and dylan gabriel both don't play in this game who mm-hmm. do you trust more to lead their team to victory I don't even know who Oklahoma's backup quarterback is. And mm-hmm. Hudson Card is fine. Um, and he played really well against West Virginia last week. Um, so I – because I think Dylan Gabriel means more to what Oklahoma is this season than the Texas quarterbacks do. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Texas on this one because – I think, and also Hudson Carr, the backup, has had games to be a starter this season, and he, he was a starter last season. Um, yeah, and and Quinn Ewers is very clearly, in my opinion, better. But um, if 
this is if Quinn Ewers does if Quinn Ewers plays, I think Texas is going to be even better. But if Quinn Ewers doesn't play, I still think Hudson Card can get it done. And I don't know what Oklahoma's situation is at quarterback. It's an Lincoln Riley team this year, so I don't know what it's going to be like when they don't have Dylan Gabriel, a college football quarterback that we know is good at the helm. I'm going to go with uh, the Texas uh, Longhorns. Okay. I have the Oklahoma depth chart pulled up here. I have the backup. The player who went in for Dylan Gabriel was Davis Beville. He's a redshirt junior. Um, 6'6", 225, so he's much bigger than Gabriel, who's 5'11", 203. And then, uh, Tyler, I promise you this is the kid's name, General Booty. Um, (laughs) I promise you it's his name. I changed my pick. Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. General Booty is also in this, um, is also listed here. He got some playing time yesterday. I'm sorry, last week. Um, Beville went seven for 16 for 50 yards. But uh, according to this report here by OU daily.com, because um, I didn't watch much of Beville, I didn't watch as closely. So I can't really tell you how he did um, from my perspective, but they say that at times he was struggled to hit his receivers or he held the ball too long, resulting in some sacks. Um, yeah. Beville was also the backup quarterback um, for Pittsburgh last season. And when Kenny Pickett didn't play, he played in the peach bowl, um, and he played in a few ACC games before that. So he's got some experience. I think he's going to be the one to kind of take the reins here. Um, and then uh, Hudson Card is the quarterback on the other end for Texas if they, if Quinn Ewers doesn't play. I think if Quinn Ewers plays, I think Texas wins this football game. Yeah. But because I don't know and because I'm in the business of trying to catch up, I did say earlier that my brother's going to kill me. I just don't think he's going to kill me yet. Because I will have to pick oh. against Oklahoma. I will have to pick against Oklahoma at one point. Yeah. But today is not that day, Tyler. I will be taking nice. Oklahoma in the Red River. Um, it, it's it's got to do with the fact that this game is insane and logic sometimes doesn't even matter in this matchup. No, it and never we'll see. Well, I would like to be on opposite ends of you for this specific game. So there you go. I'll take Oklahoma. Um, you will notice before we go into our final two games. We have not mentioned Alabama and Texas A&M. Why there was a we? lot of conversation about uh, t- between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban this offseason, as you all remember. And we have decided instead of putting this, that game in five wide to talk about it because we both know what's going to happen. We're just not going to do it. So yeah. just know that we are an- anticipating uh, the 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 verbal jousting. We're anticipating the memes. We are anticipating the pre and post game handshakes between the coaches. Um, but we will not be talking about that game because Alabama is going to destroy them on prime time <laughs> on CBS for the entire country to see. So just note on that one. Instead, Tyler, we will be paying some respect to the PAC 12 because number yes, 11, sir. Utah is taking on number 18, UCLA. It's a three 30 kickoff on Fox uh, Eastern time. I go first here. Uh, as much as I liked UCLA last week, as much as I was impressed by what they did against Washington, who I really like, I do think Utah is the best team. Um, is If they're not the best team because if you think of USC and their ceiling, okay. While I disagree, I respect that philosophy. Definitely the second best team in the conference, in my opinion. So – I will be taking Utah to beat UCLA here. And that is not indicative of UCLA's talent. Like I said, like they proved me wrong last week. They actually proved me right by saying the Pac-12 is as deep, not as, as deeper than people think. 
So I'm taking Utah on this one. What about you, Tyler? I have it's to weird agree. to see a, a, a Pac-12 Big Ten matchup in, in October. It's kind of weird, yeah. Tyler. I'm sorry. <laughs> LA, Big Ten country, Real baby. Real, Real Pasadena. It's not gonna be the parade of it's not gonna be the parade of roses anymore. It's gonna be like the parade of PBR. It's not gonna be something weird like that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things in the world, but um, yes, oh, there already, are, Tyler. It's already happening to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, I agree. Utah, I think is better. I think UCLA could win this game. Um, UCLA's got a crazy good offense. They also give up thirty-two points to Washington, which also has good offense. Um, I'm not really sold on UCLA's defense. Utah's a more complete team and I think a better team. So I'm going to go with Utah. Love it. Love when we are, um, how does one say? Love when we are in sync. Like-minded. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are are like-minded in that sense. All right, moving on. Final game in five wide. We have Texas Tech taking on Oklahoma State. 3.30 kickoff on FS1. Tyler, this game... Hmm. I put to, I, we put this here ahead of a couple others, and it's because we wanted to give some respect to Oklahoma State, and we wanted to give some respect to Texas Tech because Texas Tech has had a very good season so far. Um, they are, I think, it's three and one. Um, they have an upset win over Texas at home. They have the greatest horns down of all time, and Oklahoma State, like we mentioned earlier, the Pac-12 is uh, Pac-12. <laughs> I'm ruining the bit. <laughs> the Big Twelve runs through Stillwater this season. They are clearly the better team. They are one of the best, um, perf- consi- their most consistent teams in that conference. And they, in my opinion, it's going to be them and someone else who is going to be in uh, the Big 12 title game at the end of the season. So you get the first pick on this one, Tyler. Texas Tech or Oklahoma State, the game is in Stillwater, 3.30 Eastern on FS1. Who you got? I've been impressed with both these teams this season based off what I thought they would be. Um, did not anticipate texas tech being good at all and then um to not anticipate oklahoma state being as consistent as they've been mm-hmm. uh, i picked against them last week so i'm going to pick uh in favor of them this week because they they, they kind of showed me something i'm gonna go to oklahoma yeah. state uh let's see how let's see how far the, this this thing can ride because yeah, like we said like even on years where oklahoma state is really good the big 12 kind of runs through norman and that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be the case this year um, so I'd like to see how far they can get it done. And like Texas Tech has been upsetting people left and right. I I, I think I don't think that luck is going to continue to be fruitful for them. As so, that's my yeah. Point. Good idea. Go ahead and put my initial right next to yours. I also am picking Oklahoma State for all those reasons. You know, we want to make sure that we give the respect to those teams, and they've really shown they've really shown it this season. So, yeah. um, uh, I think they're think they're going to be a good team there. So. Um, all right, Tyler, we're going to move on to two point. I get the first pick on two point this week. I, I kind of want a petition. I need to I need to ask my fellow co-owner in the sideline judgment enterprise that we have here. W- would it be appropriate to just keep my pick from last week and pick UCF over SMU since I'm fine with it? I'm fine since with it's it. a Wednesday night game and I'm, like it didn't happen last week. And I will allow it. OK, OK. Thank you for allowing it, but I will not be making that my two point. That was just wait, like a wait, principle wait, 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 thing. What's going on I, over no, here? No, I wanted that on the record, on the recording, for future instances when that situation may need to be brought back up. This All is right. me 
I I am uh I, I, what's the what's his name from I'm little fingering this okay I I am I'm thinking eight steps there. ahead like yeah <laughs> what I will be picking is a big time game that if one of the two teams in this game were ranked higher or ranked at all or just having a better season uh I would probably we would probably be talking about it in five wide it's a battle of two independents it is BYU taking on Notre Dame son of a in Las Vegas 7:30 Eastern kick on NBC Notre Dame is a three and a half point favorite in this game and I am sprinting to the window to take BYU at plus three and a half and in five wide and in two point I'm taking BYU outright I'm taking BYU to beat Notre Dame neutral site in Las Vegas this Vegas is giving what they're doing here is they are trying to make all of the Notre Dame fans that are coming into town for this game. They're trying to not piss them off and they're making them a favorite and they are about to rob a lot of people of a lot of money. Give me BYU a plus three and a half. Give me BYU to beat Notre Dame as my two point. Cool. I guess Um, (laughs) you are so salty right now. I was, you know, what I was going to pick, but whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I got to take advantage when I pick first, Tyler. Okay? All right, can't all blame right, me for all this. right. Cool. I'll go back. I'll go back to the well. I'll go back to, I'm going to go for a team that needs to bounce back. And I don't understand. Okay. We're going to go back down to the South. Good old hometown. Well, not home region of the country. I'm um, uh-huh. running it. The Southeastern Conference. Arkansas has lost two in a row to Texas A&M and Alabama. They traveled mm-hmm. to, Mississippi, to the ranked Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, number 23, who just, by the way, killed Texas A&M. Um, because Jimbo can't keep getting away with it. Oh. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it. I don't know how what Mike Leach is the answer to this, apparently. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game baffles me because uh, Mississippi State is an eight-point favorite. That's a lot. And frankly, I think that's absurd. Um, that's that's a lot of points. Arkansas I'm not comfortable. Lost, yeah, Arkansas lost to Alabama, which basically is a wash. I, I even though I think Ar- I still think Arkansas is the second best team in, in this co- in that uh, division. division. Um, even despite two losses, a close one to Texas A&M, which is a tough team that they always struggle with, and to Alabama, which everybody's going to take it a loss to Alabama this year, so I don't care. Um, Mississippi State has been better than we all thought. Um, Gets that third year Mike Leach team. They did beat Texas AM. I will I will say part of that was because of a block six. Um, you know, they played well. I don't know. They just play well against Texas AM. Also, Texas AM is not that very good. Um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arkansas. Arkansas is gonna beat Mississippi State because like they're not gonna lose three in a row, I hope, knock on wood. Um, but I think an eight-point favorite is kind of absurd. I love this. Because it restores our integrity of being an Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, we're an Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're not idiots. Like exactly, um. exactly. This is good. I like this. This is a smart pick. I may steal this pick or the points for the napkin this week, which you can find on GatorsWire.com Friday mornings. I, I might steal it because that's that. I agree with you. I think that's too many points. Mm-hmm. It's strictly too many points. I, I don't um, get it. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, uh, to recap our five wide for this week, we have TCU taking on Kansas at noon on FS1. Tyler and I both have the Jayhawks. Tennessee taking on LSU at noon on ESPN. I have Tennessee. Tyler has LSU. Red River, Texas taking on Oklahoma. Noon kickoff on Fox. Tyler has Texas. I have Oklahoma. Utah taking on UCLA, 3.30 Eastern on Fox. We both have Utah. And Texas Tech taking on Oklahoma State at 3.30 Eastern on FS1. We both have Oklahoma State. Our two points for this week, I have BYU beating Notre Dame in what we're going to call the non-denomination bowl. I've officially decided that. Um, uh, <laughs> and Tyler's two point is. <laughs> well, it ain't Mormon and it ain't Catholic. So I don't, what is the, the, the Baptist Memorial? <laughs> like <laughs> Tyler's two point is Arkansas over Mississippi state. Uh, that brings us to an end here. Tyler, is there anything else you want to say before we take off? No, I'm excited to actually get to watch this weekend's games because um, I didn't get to mm-hmm. last weekend. <laughs> um, uh, even though watching it on the volume wall would have been cool. Um, that would have been cool. That would have been I, cool. I want to do that so bad. Um, oh, yeah. Nice to see another like-minded person out there. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited for this. At, you know, season's shaping up. There's still a lot that could be done. And, uh, you know, the big teams are the big ones. But I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the Gator game because – I feel like we've learned a lot about the team in the last two weeks to mm-hmm. buck the expectations we had the previous two weeks. Like, yeah. Like just in the Florida perspective, big win against Utah, immediately learn a lot about your team against Kentucky and USF in a way that's not so great. And then that exact thing you thought about them, they start to prove wrong against Tennessee and Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. which I don't know how much you could take because Tennessee's defense is garbage and um, Eastern Washington is Eastern Washington. Yeah. And now you go into Missouri, which is a team that I don't think scares you offensively, but does have an okay, an okay to good defense. And it's just like, cool. So we're playing this. We're, we're playing Kentucky again. Can we be better than that? Mm. Can we, can we make different plays than we did before? So very interested yeah. in this game. No, I, also, I better win because the game is at 9am for me and I, I can't go the rest of my day with being depressed about it. Um, well, well, listen, you have a lot like I was going to say this. The noon slate is incredible. Not only you and I obviously we, have interest in the Gator game, but we have three of the five wide games are noon slate to TCU, Kansas, Tennessee, LSU, Red River. Like that's, that's a good fun. slate. It's a good slate. Great slate. Going to going to need a second or third str- screen. Going to need to flip through channels. It's going to be a fun one for the noon slate. So um, it'll be exciting this week. Hopefully next week, Tyler, we will be back. We'll be recapping all of week six. We will be previewing week seven. And honestly, we will be discussing the inevitable opening that will open up in college football. Because somebody's going to get fired. Somebody's going to get fired. I think um, this is the week with Brian Harson. It happens with Brian Harson. They play Georgia. Monday. Every, every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah, so dark, so grim. Um, um, but yes, alas, Tyler, I think this is uh, going to be how we wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, this has and been you know another Maybe episode. Hope- hopefully uh our nfl mm-hmm. teams that will you know make us worth talking about them again because they just they you know this it, it's funny how every week we switch because i don't think we're an nfl podcast anymore i'm yeah. not so sure i want to be having I, nfl I've never conversations heard of the, the sport of professional american football quite quite uh, never heard of teddy college Bridgewater. football is the apex of the sport i don't think i think they just graduate and go get jobs afterwards that is true College football is the apex yes, of the sport. I, That's not a bit. <laughs> That's not a bit. It's it's just it's a joke in a different way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We can't all be Stetson Bennett selling insurance and cars. God, that man's um, life is gonna be so set. Like good for him. 
good for, good him. for him, man. <laughs> uh, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, Tyler, but go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.